Hello, so the Lord brought something to my heart today and just recently. It's a few things, but I want to talk about this before I forget again. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with love and hip hop, the love and hip hop industry thing. A lot of people, you know, they got their different speculations about it. A lot of people, it's like a lot of that stuff is fake, made up, scripted. Others are like, you know, whether it's real or not, you know, it's a lot of just fishy, suspicious stuff going on with them. I don't really know how to feel about it. Others, you know, believe that certain things are true and most of it is fabricated. Others believe that most of it is true. Some of it is fabricated. Well, the tricky thing about that love and hip-hop thing is that talking about it at all, or even them being a topic for gossip, etc., anything, it's already a win for them. So they don't care what you're talking about. They don't care how you're talking about them. As long as you're talking about them, it's all that matters to them. Like that Donald Trump phrase, all publicity is good publicity. That's their motto. But um, I want to talk about the different things God showed me last year. So God had been telling me about Love & Hip Hop and how it was kind of suspicious. Like how Love & Hip Hop was always on people's converse, in people's conversation, always on a, in the social media. Everybody's talking about Love & Hip Hop. Different times when it seems like the people who are on the show... Either they haven't been relevant for a long time or they're just not that relevant. How it would just be so... You can't stop hearing about the different things that's going on in this show. Or people can't stop talking about it. And you have to be very careful about different things with that much hype on it. Because it's always don't believe the hype. And very few times when it's like don't believe the hype, can you actually really believe it? So, as far as... um that's very rare when it's like the hype is actually what it is what it sounds like so the media tricky like that anybody who's super who's in the media so much and you really can't trust like well you just can't trust it anybody who's in the media so much you can't stop hearing about them you cannot trust that you really can't because i'm gonna tell you right now the people who are really meant to be talked about the people who should be talked about which are the people who are fighting for god's kingdom the really good people they're not in the media. They're not talked about. Matter of fact, the media avoids them at all costs. And it's because unless, if you want to be talked about, you're going to have to sell your soul to the devil. And that's the only time the media is going to talk about you. Otherwise, they're going to make it their business to avoid you specifically. And matter of fact, make your life a living hell. Because if you threaten their whole cult type lifestyle, then that's their duty that's their job so let me show you tell you what the what the lord showed me so throughout the throughout the years the lord showed me that most of that stuff was fake anyways but he always has said yes that stuff is fake but that's not even really what should be talked about like you want to know whether it's real or fake and i'm telling you that talking about it at all is is probably the, what you should be worried about you shouldn't be worried about it at all. Matter of fact, you shouldn't even be watching it on TV. You shouldn't be watching TV. And I was like, I knew all of that. But it's like, it took, you know, to actually 
take heed would mean turning off my TV completely, getting off social media completely, changing my lifestyle completely. And I felt like I was willing to take baby steps towards it, but I wasn't really, I wasn't willing to turn, change my life around completely at the time. And I think that's, that's the first thing, the first, you know, portion of it is to take responsibility on on that half, like. You can't really blame Love & Hip Hop when... I mean, you can blame them, but mostly it's for us to take responsibility for our own lives. Because that's what you have to do. If we're going to put the responsibility on the people on TV, then we'll all be going to hell. And what can you say about that? You're going to say to God on Judgment Day, well, it's because of the people on TV. No. I told you to turn the TV off. Like, so that's just take responsibility for your own sin. But, um, that being said, he had showed me that it was just, it was just super, super fishy and suspicious how everybody would be talking about something and then you see it. It's like, what is this? What really is this? It's really nothing. It's like, you waste so much time watching it. And then every single time you watch it, you think to yourself, what is why am I watching this and then as soon as you turn it off you want to watch it again it's weird how tv can be addicting in that way and you think to yourself why is everything so addicting it's because it's demons it's spirits behind everything so the people that you see on tv whether they be small you know big characters celebrities whatever a a list z list whatever they are involved in this. There's very few people who aren't. And I'm telling you, every single person on Love & Hip Hop is. Love & Hip Hop is a specifically sell your soul to the devil situation. Specifically. So, um, it's so sick and just disturbing and just really, really, really sad. And, like, deeply sad and how deep the rabbit hole goes with that. But I'm just going to talk about... Uh, specifically what he showed me last year so uh first of all a couple years ago i was i went to go take my gd test and i was just trying to get my life back in order i was praying to god like god help me do this if if you help me do this i promise i'll finish i'll do exactly what i'm supposed to do i'll finish and do it and you know i'll i'll move i'll be moving in the right direction with you lord i'm gonna dedicate my life to you pretty much and he was the next day i just got up got signed up for school and he actually sent somebody speak through me who was actually in jail but you'll find that it's a like jesus is in jail with the with the people honestly i mean with them people it's in the bible that um you're supposed to treat the people in jail like you in jail with them you're supposed to love them like that and think of them like that don't think oh they're in jail don't matter no you got to think about like what would how would i feel if i was in jail and treat them like that and consider them like that and that's how jesus is he's with them in jail so obviously it's with everybody but i'm telling you it's so much god in jail you don't want it don't make sense so obviously that's where people are supposed to go to get reformed and that's where a lot of people find god and reconnect with him so, um, 
I remember, you know, around this time, he had sent somebody who was in jail. To He spoke through somebody who was in jail. I didn't even know this person, like, that much, really. Like, I just started talking to this person. And this person was like, yeah, you need to get back right with God. He was like, you need to get back right with God. Go back to school. Like, focus. Like, get your life together. And just, you know, you really need to do this. And he's like, you are such a great person. I can't wait to get out and see you. And he was really about to get out real soon. So it's was odd that I was meeting him when he was, like, towards the end of his, like, bed. He wasn't there for long, but it was, like, still. And he was just a really good person. A really good person. He was telling me all this different stuff about all these different situations with these, like, really messed up people and stuff. And all the different times he had to, like, the different people he met and, like, women who went through certain things with different guys. And, like, just why he was a good dude because of, you not because of it, but, like, like how he can never be that kind of dude. And I was just like, I usually don't believe people who talk like this, especially not in jail. Because it seems like when you're in jail, you talk all the good stuff and come out and do all the stuff you did to get in there but i believed him because i could feel it like i could feel god like speaking through him like the different stuff he was saying i was just praying to god about the different stuff he was telling me i was just avoiding god was telling me and i was just like trying to ignore not trying to ignore but wanting to know if that was for sure him and he was just speaking through him and i was just like i believe you and he was just so serious. And I was just not. And I was just like, that's, he, like, it just, it just add up. So I started going to school right after that. And it seemed like it was because he told me to. But in reality, we wasn't that, like, we was, we was getting real close, actually. But we wasn't, like, I don't feel like we was destined to be together. So it really was just because I was praying about it before that. And I, it was just amazing how I was praying about it right before that. Weeks. And then I meet him and he telling me that. And I'm just like, God is really speaking through people. And, like, he was just telling me how he was getting his life back together with God. What he was going to do when he got out and all this different stuff. And he just saw me for who I was. Like, he just saw me for who God saw me as. And I just didn't understand that because there just was no reason for him to really know me like that. We had just met. He didn't know anything from me, really, but the stuff I was telling him. And I really was lying a lot. So I was just like, it's amazing how you still see me for who I really am. Like, that's God. And so, like, I just talk less and listen more because when I was talking, I was talking about, I was talking based off who I felt like he saw. And when he was talking, he was talking about, he was talking based off who God saw. Like, it was weird, but it was like, it made sense. It wasn't weird to me because I was just praying. So, I did pray to God and say, is this who you were sending me, sending, sending to me? And God was like, no. <laughs> like, he wasn't who he was sending to me. Like, he's a good guy, but he just wasn't, I don't think he was meant for that he wasn't meant for that he was just meant to get that message to me and get that across to me like one of those people who god can speak through and like he was still a good guy but i just don't think that it was for that but he was really into me he really was and i was just like i don't know i don't like you is a really good person to talk to but 
and a really like he was real motivational but like i just didn't see it like that and it's funny because it's like you would say okay well what's so special about a guy talking like talking you up because especially when it's like a bunch of different guys doing that but he was just way more on point real specific almost like he can hear my prayers and i knew he couldn't so it's like it just didn't make sense i mean it made sense but like i knew i knew what it, i knew what it was so he actually promised to come see me when he got out but he was actually moved when he got out was gonna leave was gonna be living like i think like a whole two hours away with no car and he was gonna get a house but he was gonna end up be staying end up staying with somebody else when he first got out so it just didn't make sense for us to even ever see each other but he ended up really coming to see me right after he got out and it was so crazy because it's like all the promises he made was kept and it was like it was no reason for him to keep any of his promises. I was just so you. Oh no, I'm used to being lied to. I'm really not. But like dudes who be in jail, you don't understand. Like they really be saying this stuff. They get out and don't do it. And it seemed like every single dude I ever talked to that was in jail, God made sure it was a person who kept his promises when he got out. Like it's crazy, but it's true. Like God always send me people like that. And um, but yet still, he always make it clear, like, whether they're going to stay or not, whether they really meant for my life. They can be, but they really usually not. So, um, that's just be my destiny. And he put me in their life for a reason, too. So, after he told me that, I just remember, the reason why I'm talking about loving hip-hop in this is because I went, when I went to go take my GED test, after I kept my promise to God, and he kept his promise to me, because I asked him for that. Um, it was so many different devils on the way there. So many different things trying to stop me and keep me from taking that test. When I got there, it was this lady who was supposed to be professional. She was supposed to be the runner of the GD test. Like, I th- I felt like she's supposed to be really a teacher, but I found out they're really not teachers. They just sign up to let people use their computers. And it was real unprofessional. But this lady, she ended up, like going through my book bag while I was there just searching through my wallet like I think looking for money she was talking on the phone real loud it was a whole demon in her and like I didn't realize that I was like I knew I was a demon slayer but I didn't realize I was agitating that and she was pregnant and it was just so out of hand so I came the first day I came I actually met her with her husband her husband was you know, he was a little different, but he also was kind of, like, a little fishy. So, when I first came in there, it was this girl. And she was flirting with his, with, her, with, with her husband. He was actually, like, looking interested, but he never was overboard. He was professional. He was way more, well, not professional. He was just way more professional than his wife. And it was this girl. She was actually flirting with him. She was actually talking to him. And I was just like... I'm just here for my test. Like, I just want to pass my test. I'm just trying to keep my promise to God. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, move forward in life. Like, I'm really just trying to be better. So when I came there, you know, I'm hoping nothing go wrong because I can feel, I can hear the devil. I can feel the devil, like, looking for any and everything to ruin everything. Like, when I was walking down the hall to find a room, the devil was like, you're going to get kidnapped. You're going to walk into the wrong room. And you're going to get kidnapped. Like, you're going to walk into the wrong floor. And you're going to get kidnapped. Like, 
people on this in this building around this area be kidnapping people and i didn't doubt it honestly because it was a it was that kind of area but like it was the border so it's like i didn't really i didn't care though i'm just like i trust god and it's amazing how the more i trusted god the more the worse it it was trying to get but i could feel god just fighting stuff off of me and i'm just on my way walking there i could feel it like I don't want you to, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to succeed. I don't want you to win. No, no, no. Like, they stopping me from getting a GED. And I'm just like, what type of power? I'm like, that's darkness. That's that's just clearly darkness. And this is because I'm keeping a promise to God. And for some reason, I feel like no matter how insignificant this look, this is really big. It was big to me anyways. But it was just real... I feel like it was something God, something that that had to do with my journey with God. And God had told me a year before that. This time, because I remember crying to God, like, God, I'm just not happy with my life. I'm just not happy with what I'm doing. Like, it don't make sense for me to not have finished school and everything to be going this way. And I just... I just don't think... I don't feel like things are going to change or be different. God told God told me... Listen, stop crying, cheer up. This time next year, everything is going to be totally different. You're going to have your GD. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And I'm going to tell you this every year after that. And every year after that, he would tell me different times in the year. This time next year, it's going to be different. Next year come, it's completely different. It's completely different year by year. Just keeping his promises. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I forget. And sometimes I don't, but it's still completely different every year that time come around. So that's when um, when I get into the GD room or whatever, the first GD test I take, because uh, it's like math, English, science, and then like a language reading, etc. type thing where you got to do like an essay. But um pretty much when I got into the GD room you know she was flirting with him and stuff and I was just thinking to myself like um wow this is real relaxed so I tried to relax but really I couldn't and I just remember her saying like this is my third time coming back to take mine and I finally passed I finally feel like this is the one and I just remember saying like I just remember thinking, like, I don't want to have to do it over. But if I have to do it over, I'm going to do it over as many times as I have to. But I hope that I studied enough to pass the first time. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I've been out of school so long. I don't know if I passed the first time. I just don't know. But I was praying to God, like, God, let me pass the first time. So I went and took my test. And he playing Love and Hip Hop real loud on the TV. And, like, I just remember, like, not being able to really focus and the devil was using it like the devil was using everything like the love of hip-hop he turned it up it was blasting and the devil just like listen pay attention what's going on love and hip-hop and study your test and it's the like i get more chances but this is the only chance i get for like two more weeks i want to pass the first time and like i'm really not trying to come back and do this like and this is just serious to me this is important 
So, like, it just wasn't, I just wasn't relaxed enough to be listening to Love and Hip Hop. And I feel like that was a professional for me to be playing Love and Hip Hop real loud. It's supposed to be quiet. It's a testing area. It's a state testing area. So, I was just like, I just thought it was the devil. And I, I blocked it out. Like, and I'm just, I'm jittery. I'm tapping. All this stuff is happening. And I can't focus. But it's like, I'm still getting these answers. I was fighting demons to to take every to answer every question i was fighting demons off of me to answer every question on every test for every on every question for every test i had to fight demons the whole time the whole time on the way there i was fighting demons to get there so i wouldn't miss the test because it's like they miss if you missed your um your time you might be able to reschedule but it's up to the person or something like that and like if you're not able to reschedule that could be an automatic fail all these different all these different things that could end up hindering you and i feel like for me i always have to do things like three times first time i come there something happened second time i come there something go wrong the third time i come there like i'll be lucky if it works so it's like for me they always been like that and that's me fighting demons really so I remember the second test I came back for. I'm like, I hope he's not blasting love and hip hop again. So like he was turning it up. And I just felt like I heard the devil like influence him. I heard him like, like you, you know, you can feel it. You could just feel it. Like you could feel stuff going on around you and God telling me. But it's like at the same time, it's like being, it's being made obvious. I'm like, the demons ain't never been this obvious before. They usually try to pretend like this just normal, like God not real. And I'm just like, this is real odd. So the next day, the next time I come back, the woman, his wife, was like, she was just so rude. She was so rude. It's almost like she knew me already. And I was just like, this is the first time I ever seen in my life. How do I do I know you? And you don't understand how many times I've dealt with this in my life where I meet somebody for the first time and they acting like it's they know me their entire lives. And a lot of times it's hatred. And I was I just be wondering like what is that? And I realize it's demons, the demons that they have. And so I go in to take my test and she's like, just anything she can do, she's trying to do to like try and deter me from taking my test that day and i'm realized like this is the location i picked so i have to come back and take my test here if i reschedule the location i don't know what happens with the test i already took i don't know how how this work like i'm not trying to go around and do all that extra stuff so i realized like if i have to i'm gonna change the location like this is this is important to me and if i have to i'm gonna take that test over and even though it's gonna take me like two weeks to be able to retake retake it, and it and also I was trying to catch the uh, graduation ceremony, so I wanted to make be able to make it to the graduation ceremony, which was in a couple weeks, and I knew I wouldn't be able to if I had to reschedule for another two weeks. Also, I just didn't care though. I would miss the graduation ceremony if it just meant me passing my test. So I get there, and she's like, first she tried making about dress code, and then I then I realized like. She wasn't even, you know, in dress code. And then she tried to make it, like, any reason, like, are you signed up? You, I didn't know you were scheduled today. I didn't, you know, she was late. 
when I got there, I was waiting out there for like 30 minutes, but she made it. I remember, I think she texted me or called me and said, you can't be late or such and such is going to happen. Like It was super weird. And I was just like, I get there and she like 30 minutes late. I was like, that was unprofessional, but I'm not about to say nothing because I know if I say something, she already, you know, trying to get me to miss my test. Like, I don't know why she got this hatred towards me. She don't even know me. But, like, let me just go and take my test. Something was telling me, like, she was thinking I was the other girl who was flirting with her husband. But at the same time, like, ain't no way she think that. Because how does she even know? Like, how would she know that that girl was flirting with her husband? Or if it even matters, it seems like he flirted with anybody who come in here. So, it just didn't make sense. So, that's when I go and take my test. And I sit my boot bag. She with right next to me she's like your boot bag can't be next to you because you could cheat and i was like okay um so you can lock it up and she's like oh just sit it up there and so i sit it on a on a door and some i went to go take my test and something like it's just so much distracting stuff going on she she's running in and out the door loudly talking on the phone arguing with her husband slamming the door just having a whole bad day and she pregnant and then, like, that's when, like, I just, get, like, Jesus, like, God told me, she's going through your bag right now. She's going through your bag trying to st- find money, steal money, anything she can do just to just to mess with you. Like, I don't, I just was wondering, like, why she was so hateful. And then I come out. Some just tell me, like, I finished my test and I just come out real quick. And I see her going through my bag. And then she tried to trick and she tried to sneak out and try to pretend like she's not going through my bag and stuff. And I was just like, it's all unzipped and everything. Like, stuff is all tampered around and moved around. I'm just like, what is wrong with people? Like, you're supposed to be the runner of this whole, like, establishment. I'm sure you're getting money from the state from even, you know, us being able to come and take these tests. Because we're, they're being charged. We're being charged really $120. But it's like we get vouchers. So... You getting paid for us to even be in here taking your test. That was too unprofessional for her to be searching through a book bag for money. I'm like, you don't have money? So, like, I didn't even have really that much money. Just like my bus friend, my bus pass, etc. And for her to be going through my bag, I was just like, that's just extra poor. But honestly, where I come from, that's not super rare. Like, everybody's thieves and robbers, like... It's not super rare, but it just seems super weird to be doing for that to be at a state like an agency where you take a state test or a place where you take a state test. It was just real unprofessional and weird. But stuff like that always happens to me. The people who are supposed to be the most professional get real unprofessional when I get around them. And I think it's the demon. So I come out, I see her, you know, going through my bag. And then that's when I asked her, like, this is my last test. So I asked her, I say, were you just going through my bag? And I record her answer because I knew she was, but I knew that they would never believe me. Somebody who came and take my GED test as opposed to somebody who's actually hosting the place where you take them. So I knew they, they would never believe me. So I recorded her. And I was like, um... I secretly recorded her, but honestly, the camera was right in her face. But I said, like, did you just go through my bag? And she was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, where are you going through my bag? My bag was zipped up. It was supposed to be locked up. 
and I heard you rustling through my bag. And when I come out, it's all everything's rustled around and unzipped. I'm just want to know, did you go through my bag? She was like, "What? No, I didn't go through your bag. I didn't. What are you talking about? Why would I? What would I need to go through your bag for?" And then just like got real like unprofessional and stuff. And I was just like, "Okay, um, I just wanted to, you know." have that on a record that i asked you did you go through my bag because that was just i felt that was just unprofessional for anybody to be going through anybody's bag when i'm here to take a test and so i remember her like um just what did she say i don't know what she said all i know is she chased me out the door like not chased me i walked out i grabbed my bag and left out but she just ran behind me like what are you talking about such and such and such and um do you understand that i can make sure that you don't even get your test you don't even pass your test all kind of stuff like you don't need to be arguing with the person who is um hosting this and everything and i was just like okay i'm not about to argue with you i ignored her and walked off and she just talked to my back and i just remember like her just yelling at me like she was gonna hit me or something like she she was running behind me and I was just like, you look pregnant. And she was like, I am pregnant. And I was just like, that's just all the more reason for you to be sitting down being quiet. You don't know me from a can of paint. Even though I'm here to take a GED test, it is a GED test. What if I would have just knocked you out and you pregnant? But I wasn't like that, you know? So I was just like, just ignore it. And I just left. Then after that, I made sure to call, you know, because... She was talking about she was going to make sure my test didn't get passed and everything. And I'm just like, that was unprofessional for her to be going through my bag. So, um, that's when, you know, I ended up talking to somebody. Uh, they made sure that my test went through. And that, you know, nothing happened with that. And I just, I just wanted to make sure that was, that was the main thing for me. I was like, I don't care that she was going through my bag and stuff. It really looked like she was, like, she went through my phone and everything. Like, it was weird. But um, I talked to my mother about it, and she was my mother was like she probably felt like, cause she was arguing on the phone with her husband, right? I was like, yeah. She was like she probably felt like you was the girl who was flirting with her husband, and she was looking for her husband's phone number in your phone. I was like that actually makes sense, but no, she was actually looking for money. God told me, so it was like she was just all over the place, but it didn't matter to me. So like um, I was. All I can think was like, is she on drugs? Because who would be looking for money when they're supposed to be getting money for this? Like, that's, you're risking way more money for a little bit of money. Like, that's just like a drug situation, it seems like. But it's like, she wasn't even on drugs. She was pregnant. So I was just like, that was weird. But anyways, like, it just seemed like every single situation. The reason why I'm telling you, saying this, because it's like all these situations. It was so many different devils. So many different levels of devils trying to keep me from my, you know, ultimate goal. And it's funny because it's like when you don't accept and you don't walk in, if you're not confident in what God tells you, if you're not confident in what you know is happening, like then you'll get the smaller devil where it's like you don't really believe in yourself. So we'll just let it be just that then. But as soon as you believe in yourself, then you get the bigger devil. Like, I was here the whole time. But if you was ever going to believe in yourself, then I wasn't ever going to acknowledge it. I'm telling you, it's so many different levels of devils at all times. So, 
that's why I say like the love and hip hop devil was there the whole time. And it was just like that's what was holding me back in life. I didn't even see it. It's one of the things that was holding me back in life. I don't want to put all of it on it. I'm never about to say that, but I'm just saying like it was one of the things that was definitely holding me back in life. And if you don't acknowledge it, then they'll be able to keep doing it. So, um, next thing I know, a couple years go by, and this is last year. Uh, I remember it was I was watching Love and Hip Hop on and off, you know here and there just and a lot of times i was wasting my life watching love and hip-hop just wasting my life and i remember god telling me like you wasting your life you need to stop watching these tv shows stop watching this stop watching tv and start living your life stop watching people live their life live yours and i was just like i am living my life i was really thinking that that's how that's what i was convinced so this when the Erica and Safari wedding happened. So, when the Erica and Safari wedding happened, things were starting to get way more like prevalent. So things were starting to show up so much more clearly. And I knew that Nicki Minaj was an Illuminati. I knew that she had deals with the devil, and that her music was used to control young women it's because of that Anaconda song and all the other stuff that she do. And I just knew it was super, it was getting real bad towards this time. So to see Safari on Love and Hip Hop, like, he was, in, he was in a deal with the devil too. There's no way you're going to be around her that much as in love as y'all was for all them years. Like, y'all was in a deal with the, y'all in covenant with the devil, both y'all. And all, I remember the big whole thing about when they broke up. And how we ended up really almost nothing. Or how he was trying to sue her for his portion. I don't know what he ended up with. I'm like, he's in deal, he's in the covenant with the devil. Like, with Nicki Minaj. Like, or was with her. And, like, now he's, you know, it, it's, it's just tricky. I don't know how to explain it. But they mixed in with the devil. So, when the Erica and Safari wedding happened, God told me. Or I don't know if it was God. Or was these demons revealing this stuff? Because demons lie a lot. But I know this is real. So I, I think it was God. So yes, God told me that um, that wedding was supposed to be Nicki Minaj's and Safari's. And I won't say she couldn't go through with it. But I feel like she couldn't go through with it. That wedding was some sort of portal from the devil and the portal was whoever watched that wedding on tv was going to be pulled into a mental slavery a spiritual slavery and just be tortured and tormented you're going to hell just for watching love and hip-hop so god was like do not watch that wedding but for some reason, at first I was not going to watch it. And I didn't watch it. But then for some reason, I just watched it. I just decided to watch it. When I watched this wedding, I didn't even watch it. Like, I fell asleep. And I didn't even fall asleep. Like, I got pulled into, like, a portal. It was like a portal. I was being hypnotized. It was a whole... God told me, like, you're being hypnotized right now. 
and it was a whole like just like off the movies where it's like the little circles and it's swirling it was a whole scene where i was hypnotized and it was a bunch of people it's like millions all being pulled and hypnotized in this direction of this big demon the devil and safari and erica were demons who were um their marriage was the portal and just chains was on our heads like big chains covering our eyes blindly leading blindly masses like armies of zombies being led into mental slavery and their wedding was the portal to that so they tried to stamp me with the mark of the beast they tried to stamp it on my forehead I'm telling you, people don't realize they already got the mark of the beast. It's in the spirit. And they stamped it on your forehead or your right hand in the spirit while you were watching Love and Hip Hop. If you saw that wedding, you most likely a victim of that. But when they tried to stamp it on my forehead, Jesus interfered. Jesus stopped them. Jesus stopped the devil. And he got in between them and he said, not this one. And I heard him so audibly, so clearly say, not this one. That's what God said. And the devil said, yeah, whatever, move. He was like, not this one. And then I remember the devil was like, like the devil, he's so, he don't care. He's so wicked. And he just laughed like, ah, <laughs> I'm taking this one. She's watching love and hip hop. You talk like if 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 it wasn't this one, she wouldn't be watching Love and Hip Hop. And he was like, "I said not this one." And the devil was like, "I'm gonna do it anyways. You know I am." He was like, "You're gonna regret it." And he got in his way. God got in his way. He blocked. He he stood in between me and the devil. And the devil tried to stamp my forehead. And Jesus said, "You're going to regret it." And he in the way God said it, I'm telling you. The way God said this, the devil shook. He shook in his boots because he knew he was going to regret it. He knew he was going to regret it. He stood there like, I know I'm going to regret it, but I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And the thing about it is, I don't think he did. I don't think that he did because I woke up. I woke up and Jesus was like, do you understand the stuff that you miss like by inches, centimeters, less? You don't understand. Like, I be trying to tell y'all stuff for y'all. None of this is for me. I be trying to save y'all souls. You don't understand. I tell you all the time you need to listen to me. And Jesus is just listening like just so saddened just so just just sitting there with me like i told you like just rocking me like a baby like you need to start listening you don't listen to me you don't understand what this means like and it's just like i remember that day i remember him telling me like that i was gonna have to fight I was going to fight. I was like, it was, 
it was gonna work out in my favor but like this is the consequences but also at the same time like he's like i just saved you i just saved you so we would say why do i have to fight i think the reason i have to fight is because i was watching it i was watching it i don't have the mark i don't have the mark of the beast but everybody else who do i think it has something to do with that and it was so many different people i just remember seeing so many different people in uniform lines millions with chains on our head being pulled into this direction of this big demon and the demon is safari and erica and they're just being used they're bowing down to the devil doing his work and everybody who's watching love and hip-hop gets the mark of the beast so you might be saying no i can avoid the mark of the beast because it's gonna be so obvious you don't understand that was the mark of the beast their wedding they were stamping people's foreheads as they were hypnotized thinking they were watching a wedding i wondered at that time how many people actually saw what happened or was it just me Because I feel like, no, Jesus actually told me a lot of people saw what happened but weren't able to be saved. So, it was sad. It was so sad because I knew that after that, everybody was really going to be zombies. And things was really about to change. That was the initiation to the, the last days, revelations. So, um, you know, shortly after that, I was in the midst of millions of people just fighting them off me, fighting, fighting people. Everybody targeted at me like I got a target on my forehead instead. And it was because God, I didn't know that God was going to use me in these last days. So I realized I was a demon slayer, but, you know, I could have easily it just blended in with the rest of the people and the masses. But God, Jesus stepped in and said, not this one. And I know I don't I don't why well, I, I, I feel like I know I wasn't the only one. It was a couple more. He did that for but I just remember the conviction in his voice when he said, not this one. And he shouldn't have to repeat himself. But the devil is laws in the spirit realm. It's laws. And I didn't even know because of my ignorance that he had a legal right to stamp me just because I was watching Love Hip Hop. And so, ever since then, I cannot watch it, obviously. But, like, I see people still watching it, and I say to myself, how can you live like that? And I, I know you might be like, what do you mean? You was, you was living like that. But, like, after I saw what I saw, and I remember the change, how it felt to be watching it. Like, that's how I know to ask, how can you live like that? Because I don't know how I was. So. Um, that wedding was not real. And I thought it was weird that they were, that she was dressed in red. At her wedding. 
like the devil's wife. And um, when the devil marry humans, he just opened portals through their body to drag a bunch of different people down the hill to recruit. And she had recruited every single person who tuned in to that wedding. And it's amazing to me because they advertised that wedding, that episode, for months. In between every commercial. And I just felt like millions would be watching. Millions were there being dragged down to Sheol, to hell. And... It's sad. It was sad. So, I remember uh, just a small piece of it. Like, don't you see what's going on? Can't you see what's going on? Like, you okay with them dragging you down the hill? Just for watching them on TV? Are you okay with that? I just remember, like, I feel like I'm trying to wake people up. And, like, people was just like whatever what what like laughing at me like whatever you don't know what you're, like they know i know what i'm talking about but like who cares like that's corny like knew what they was doing well they know but felt like they knew it was sad um So, I wonder all this time, like, how could so many different people be involved on the other side? And I realized, like, that's why the target on my back. That's why it's a target on my back. Because Jesus saved me from that. And even though he tried to save them, he, you know, I ain't going to say he couldn't, but... Like, they got the mark. They got the mark. Fast forward, like, some months to, like, a couple months ago, four or five. Not even four or five months, like, three three months ago. Um, I'm laying on my, on, on my floor at the worshiping God. For like days fasting. Excuse me. Trying to get demons off of me. Trying to pull people out. And I'm laying on my floor. And I'm asleep. In a dead asleep. And I get. My head get pulled up. And it's nobody. I can't see nobody around me. Physically. But I see them spiritually. It's a big demon. He picked my head up. I'm asleep on the floor. And I'm sleeping in the spirit. The demon picks my head up, and as soon as he looks on my forehead to check for the mark, and as soon as he saw my forehead, he jumped back. Like, <gasps> it was a glowing, just stamp, a golden glow. It just, it twinkled with gold. Like, when when gold, when a gold twinkle traced the line, the outline of the letters, and I think it said Jesus. Or something pertaining to Jesus. Jesus gave me a different step in my forehead. And as soon as he saw it. As soon as the demon saw it. He flew back. 
scared as what? Like scared as ever. Like you saw that? You see that? And the other demon was like, I know. And I said, what is that? What does that mean? But it's a bunch of different demons lying around me. Just lying. Just telling lies. And they saying all different stuff. Like, it said Jesus' wife. I knew that wasn't true. They said, um, we can see your whole destiny in it. I'm like, that might be a little true. And, like, I just knew that was a stamp God gave me. God put a special stamp on my forehead. That if any demon touched me, what was going to happen? And as soon as the demon saw it, it flew. It was so crazy how it just flew off me. Flew back. It was like, just shook. Like, just the fear of God. The fear of God. And I'm telling you, these demons, they're the type of demons like, if you not on your job, if you not affirm, like, they know the Bible, like, the back of their hand, front to back. If you not following what God told you to do, they will never let up off you, never. You can never tell them to let up off you. You can never fake it. You have to really be doing that all the time and mean it because if you don't, they just going to use it against you. They don't never let up. It's their job. These them kind of demons that I, I I call it play too much, but they not playing. They not playing. Thirsty, desperate, bloodthirsty demons. Out for souls. They don't let up off you. They won't ever let up off you until you call on Jesus. And this demon that don't, that that's like that, that. Just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Saw me and jumped back like that. I said, oh my God, what does it say? What do it say? What did they see? But it didn't matter what they saw because whatever they saw, they knew better than to touch me. They knew better than to touch me. And I just remember... Like, the demon picked my head up. Like, my head got picked up. It happened in the spirit, but my physical head got picked up and was being held up. I wasn't holding it up with my neck. It was just being held up. And I was just looking like somebody was holding on to my neck. Like, look at this one. And then as soon as the demon saw it, jump back. And it's like, <gasps> and I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is real. This is so real. Everything is so real. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. And like, ever since, like, anytime I see love and hip hop, like, I just pray. I just pray to God. Anytime I see anything pertaining to that, I be careful. I be very careful. Even when it's like, just small things, like people talking about it or just pictures, like, no, I pray. Because like, it's amazing how people don't believe you, but they know it's true. But other than that, like, I wouldn't get happy about, you know, I'm happy, but I wouldn't get happy about making it into heaven because I'm so blessed. Like, I'm so blessed. I missed it. Like, God's mercy for me. God's mercy and grace for me. I missed it by, like, 
I can't measure it, but I was so close. I was too close, too close. And God tell me all the time, I've been telling my whole life, you don't know, you be so close. You be so, you be, you don't understand. You get up in seconds, like the millisecond. You get so close. You don't be knowing what I be protecting you from. How close you be. And I just be like, I always, I feel like I always took it for granted. I'm so blessed. Like, everybody's blessed, but, like, God's grace and mercy for me. So abundant. I do not deserve it. I do not deserve it. But I do. But, you know, I don't. So... I guess I just feel like telling this because this is so important to me. I haven't been able to really talk about it, you know. I didn't talk about it immediately after it happened because, one, I knew that people wouldn't believe me. But now, after everything that's going on, I just know. I know it's real. Like, and people just, I guess they believe me now. They believe me now. And it's so much going on. But um The devil alpha souls. The devil is alpha souls and I'm not about to accompany nobody to hell. I don't care who going, I won't be there. It also reminded me of this vision. It was the wilderness. Pitch black. And people was running from demons like horrified horrifyingly running from demons and then others was chasing them but running right behind them laughing blinded they was really blind they didn't know that they was chasing a demon they thought that i saw what they saw they thought that they was in some type of wonderland like they was hypnotized the demons had them thinking that they was you know, in Candyland. And when you saw it in person, we was in a we was in pitch black wilderness and it was chased behind big demons. Laughing, smiling. And if they could just see it for a second, open their eyes for a second, they would fall out and have a heart attack. What they was doing. But couldn't nobody see it. In their minds, they was hypnotized. They all they saw was what the demons wanted them to see and they really just was in their minds they was somewhere whatever they love to do doing what they love to do in reality the visions was reflective of why they in that situation the visions would be like them chasing behind some sin or indulging in it and they just, ah, oh, this is so great. 
And what it really looked like was demons. Chasing behind demons and demons chasing them. Horrifyingly. And it was different levels to it. Like some were chasing behind other demons. Others were being chased. This is reflective of the different visions I have every night. Some visions, it's like it seemed like this is everything I want. This is Candyland. I love this. Other visions, it's like this is horrifying. This is hell. These this is night these are nightmares. Worse. And that's exactly what it was like in this wilderness. A lot of different people they are they joking around they thinking it's a joke they playing they you know i ain't going to jesus i ain't turning i ain't repenting to god because i don't agree with everything he do or i ain't repenting to god because you know god let me have god let me go through this god let me go through that and i'm telling you like whatever it is you better you you better forgive not even forgive him forgive yourself and get right because it's not worth it you sitting up here talking about this you don't understand you on the way to hell on the way to hell it's not worth it and that's all i've been doing is praying praying asking god to fix my heart praying and asking god to keep me because i ain't trying to go so um be careful be careful because in these we you know what's so funny i never realized this until i really said it like i knew it the whole time but saying it out loud made me really realize it like we got the mark of the beast a long time ago and i don't want to say me because god put a special mark on my head but also at the same time I, i'm not gonna be super powerful arrogant or sure anything i'm gonna work hard like as if i'm trying to get out of the situation until i get there with god even though i know what he told me gonna happen even though i know what he told me gonna happen is what's happening even though i trust what he said and i know he's gonna keep his promise to me because he never lie he always keep his promise yet still I'm going to fight like I don't know. Because I got to. And I hope that I can get this. You know, I could just wake somebody up. I hope I can help somebody. hope I can encourage somebody. Because whatever it is keeping you from God, it's not worth it. Whatever it is else you're doing, trust me. You don't want to be doing that for eternity. No, you don't. Trust me. You don't want to be dealing with the consequences of that for eternity. Like, people willingly doing the devil's work. People willingly working for the devil. telling you you want to be you want to be even if you feel like you're deep in that you want to be trying to find your way out try to be try to dig your way out of the quicksand 
Like, don't panic, but try and get out. You don't want to be doing that. 